Welcome to Triple Threat with Tay. I'm your host, Taylor Phillips. I'm a Jesus lover, wife, author, business owner, and dog mom. My heart behind this podcast is to have conversations that benefit the whole person, spirit, soul, and body. I believe that God has designed us to thrive in every area of our lives, spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Each of these conversations is centered around one of those topics, from spiritual growth to mental health to parenting, running a business, and everything in between. I appreciate you joining me today, and if you enjoy an episode, don't forget to leave a review and share with a friend. If you're interested in monthly support to help keep this podcast going, there's an option for that located at the end of every episode. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Triple Threat with Tay. I am excited for today's um, conversation. We have a tendency as Christians, I feel like, to get into this performance-based mindset where whether whether we realize it or not, we try to earn God's love through our performance. And so I have asked Angela to come on to today's podcast because we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago just around um, obedience out of love and obedience out of performance. And so however Holy Spirit guides this conversation, I'm super excited for it. But Angela, thank you so much for agreeing to come on my podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Okay. So um I am a pastor's wife and a worship leader. I have three boys. Um, I'm almost out of the elementary age. So I, my youngest is going to be in sixth grade next year, which is insane to think about that. I will have only junior hires and high schoolers. I don't even know how fast it's crazy how fast the time goes. Um, but yeah, I grew up in the church and this is like a very, this subject is really near and dear to my heart because it was something I really had to grow in and understand that I don't have to earn God's love and I don't have to work towards it. Um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit about me, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, side note, I love teenagers so much. (laughs) Like they're just, oh man, full of sass and attitude. And I don't know. I just, People call me crazy, but yeah. I'm like, you know, I just, I love teenagers. They are so near and dear to my heart. There's um, a special calling. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like for people that, that work with teenagers, there's a special calling. We were youth pastors first. And so I understand that heart, but raising them and loving on them outside of your home is different. <laughs> It's a different situation. <laughs> I can understand that and I can believe it. So what you had said about, you know, just this topic being near and dear to your heart, because it was something that you had to work through yourself and something that you had mentioned was that you grew up in church. And as I've processed, because I've also been in the same mindset and had to work through just this performance-based mentality, people-pleasing, you know, all of that, Mm -hmm. um, would you say that growing up in the church maybe played a part in this performance-based relationship with God? Yeah, I mean, I think it just depended on the church you grew up in, you know? I grew up in a great church. It was you know, Holy spirit driven. There was like a lot of great things happening there. I mean, I remember 
you know, people speaking out in tongues in the service and stuff like that. So it's like God was there, you know, but I believe that during that time, it was just, it was a time before the church was really talking about grace. Mm -hmm. It was all about like what you're going to do. You matters, what you do and how you live matters. And so it's like, I, I remember feeling a lot of, um, you're going to hell if you do X, Y, Z. And there was a lot of like altar call experiences, but it wasn't like, oh, I want to go there and experience Holy Spirit or experience God. It was, I better go down there and apologize, or this is going to go bad for me. I could die today and it won't, (laughs) this won't be good. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of where I was at growing up my high school year. I remember loving the Lord, but I didn't understand that he loved me back. I, I didn't understand. It was more like a I don't know. It was more like he was there and he, you know, I knew he was my father, you know, but I didn't understand his love because it was, it was just very, I'm a little bit scared of him, a little bit fearful that every little step I take, I could make a mistake that'll make him upset at me. And yeah, it became because of that, it became very performance-based. It became very, I have to work towards this. I have to try to earn this and live a specific way. And there, I cannot come, I cannot live outside of this box at all because God's going to punish me. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that is, it is. I was, I mean, I grew up in church as well. I, I mean, I would say that I went to a good, I was in a small town. So it's like, there's just such a different experience when it comes to churches and sizes of towns and a little mm-hmm. bit more charismatic in bigger towns, a little bit more reserved in super small towns, you know, but it, 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 I was in that same mindset of, you know, just learning a little bit about grace, but it wasn't, like you said, fully taught or preached or lived out, I guess. It was more of exactly like you said, live this way, live this way, live this way. And it became more about our actions and mm-hmm. less about, okay, so this is a, this is a, a balance here of, yes, we are called to live a Christ-like life and live a sanctified life and continually walk out that sanctification. But also <laughs> we are not perfect yeah. human beings. Like we right. are going to sin. We are going to fall short. So when was this realization for you when you were like, okay, I'm operating out of a performance-based relationship with the Lord. What was kind of that wake up call for you? Was there a certain thing that happened? Maybe a certain way that you were thinking or walking things out? What was something that kind of brought this to your attention? It's been kind of a process over the last, probably the last 10 years I've been, you know, the church has kind of shifted their messaging. Um, and so it has turned a lot into grace. Well, it, kind of shook me a little bit. Cause I was like, what, mm-hmm. what is this? You know, but about five years ago, um, I was in a counseling session and I remember the counselor, he's kind of like a prophetic counselor. So he would listen and then he'd be like, okay, Holy spirit saying this to me. He spoke about the woman with the issue of blood. And he was just saying, this is what's happening is like the when she, not only did she get healed from her like infirmities, like right then and there, he called her daughter. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he told me, he's like, you need to see it like that. You're trying to get healed from things, but you're not realizing that you're, you're just his daughter. Like, that's it. Like, you don't have to do anything else except for just be his kid and let him love you as his daughter. And 
I think I had been kind of working on this healing process already, but when I heard that, I was like, Whoa, that's amazing. You know, like I, I had already kind of started in this process of healing and learning that he loved me back. And it wasn't just me loving him and that he was just this all powerful being that was like in control of everything. I was starting to learn about Jesus's love and how, why he came here and all that, you know, and building that relationship. But there was something that broke in me when it was, no, you're his daughter and he calls you his child. And there's something different, especially when you're a parent and you can kind of relate those things like, oh, well, I look at my boys like this. I see them as, you know, even if they mess up, I'm going to love them no matter what, you know? And how much more does God look at us that way? How much more love does God have who isn't imperfect like us? He is perfect and he has all the love for all of us. And so it just, that's kind of where it clicked even deeper, like a deep rooted message in my heart that like shifted things around. And obviously I'm, I've, still learning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning. And, you know, there's just like a lot of things that were built up inside of me that I'm trying to, t- to break down where I don't have to work towards it, you know? Cause I think I get myself some of those routines sometimes like, well, I've done this, this, and this, like, why aren't you mm-hmm. doing this Lord? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he's like, um, that's not really what it's about. You know, it's yeah. about relationship and, you know, so it's, it's a work in progress, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, I actually wrote in my journal this morning, my prayer journal, just like, Lord, I don't, what does it look like to rise up and walk in something like this? And he's like, Mm. just walk. I feel like we make it so complicated We do in our relationship with him, which, you know, is, is, is understandable in a sense, because like, you know, like I said before, we are continually being transformed we are continually being sanctified and this whole process of you know tearing down those strongholds removing what doesn't glorify him allowing him to really transform and work in us and you know just that whole process of sanctification that messy 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 process of it (laughs) you know there is that balance of okay so how do we live as his kids but how do we yield to the work of the Holy spirit? You know, and we've got to find out that, that tension almost, I would say it's a tension because it's, it's literally a battle between our flesh and our spirit. I believe of, okay, we're living as his kid. Like we're, we're starting to rise up in that knowledge, but how do we move forward in that? So what was kind of a, what was your thought process after you had this realization of I'm not living as his daughter? Can you kind of unfold what that looked like for you when you started, when you had that revelation and what it looked like for you to start walking that out? Um, I would say, um, it gave me a desire to know him more. Um, it gave me a desire to really like dive into his word and really understand what he said about me starting to look up studies about identity and like what the Bible says about who we are. A lot of it, a lot of stuff is in Ephesians. Um, there's some great stuff in first John. Um, there's in James, like there's tons of great scripture that just talks about who we are. And so that was, it created a hunger in me to be like, okay, I don't really understand what this means. I feel like that just rocked me a little bit, but just like 
it, it made me go, okay, well, let me find out what you really do say about me, Lord. Like, what is it that you say? And so that kind of took me on a journey. And I think that helped me to kind of connect the dots, if that makes sense and say, okay, well, oh gosh, I didn't even realize this is what God was saying, you know, that I'm chosen I'm redeemed. I'm saved in his grace. You know, I'm his kid. Um, I'm loved. I'm seen, I'm known, I'm beautifully and wonderfully made in his image. You know, all these things, it really helps to fill those, those holes where you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that's what he was saying about me mm-hmm. and being able to walk in that because and then using that scripture to say, I'm going to speak this over my life. I'm going to declare this over myself every single day and say, no matter what comes my way, I'm an heir to his kingdom. You know, I'm an heiress to his kingdom and I can walk in that um, every day. I think about whenever I had the revelation of not walking as his daughter, it was more of just like, I'm his business partner and he tells me what to do and I carry it out. Um, you know, and I would have this self punishment of, Hmm. okay, well, I messed up here. So I'm really going to spend some time with him today. So he knows that I love him extra. And like, I'm really, really sorry, you know, whatever else. And if I was a good kid, then I would be a little less close, which is just really, yeah. I mean, it's, I just like, whoa, I was broken, you know, and it, but it is. And and I don't say that lightly because I know there are so many in that place of who am I really, who does God Mm. say that I am, especially when you grew up in like just a shame culture. Uh, which I feel like is kind of that when they, you know, first moved into like preaching about grace and what that looked like. And that was kind of where shame, a lot of shame, I feel like was bred was Mm. in that time period of, okay, you better do this or this, you know, when I had that uh, revelation of that performance-based relationship, some of the things that I realized, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to try this. I'm just going to try and not, I mean, so I say this very lightly, but let me unfold this a little bit. Like, so say I would say something not super nice. Normally in the past, it'd be like, God, I'm so sorry. God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Like, don't, you know, just like this rush to hurry up and make amends for it. Then I got to the point where I kind of tested it a little bit. Like, you know what? I'm going to see if I, if God still loves me, if I don't immediately run to him. And if I sit with this conviction a little bit, does that make sense? Like I didn't like the feeling of conviction or what that was, because then it really quickly turned into condemnation. And so it was just kind of like this battle of, I'm going to test this and see what this is like. And what really unfolded for me was understanding conviction and recognizing condemnation, because in the past, the lines were super blurred for me. Hmm. So my question, I guess, uh, phrased this way was, as you started walking that out, what did some of those battles look like for you when you were finding yourself where before you might've found yourself performing, where did you find yourself walking as his daughter? And what did that look like? I always have mind battles. And Mm -hmm. so the enemy knows how to like, just strip me down. Um, and so a lot of times what was happening was I was beginning to step into new things with him, um, as a worship leader and seeing God, like do new things through me. But then like, literally, like as soon as I got off the stage, if I was leading worship or sharing a message or whatever I was doing, as soon as I got off, it would be instantaneously, 
you did this wrong. You said this wrong. Nobody even cares what you're saying. Um, you sounded terrible, whatever it was, you know? Um, so those were the struggles I had, I think more than I'd ever had in my life, because I think when I was doing those things before it wasn't as deep rooted. And so I wasn't as much of a threat, if that makes sense Mm -hmm. to the enemy. And so I think for me, I had to learn and in my, in my walk, there were many, many situations where I had to use scripture to like battle the enemy and say, no, this is what God says about me. And I'm not going to listen to this anymore. And I can walk in freedom because of this. And, and so it is, it's been like, you know, it's been five years, but it's, it's been like a literal daily choice for me to have to say, because I can wake up some mornings and just feel completely like, Oh, I messed up yesterday. And it just like weighs heavy on me. That was the other thing that comes with performance space, especially as a pastor's wife. It's just, you know, making sure everyone feels happy and feels good and all these things. And if you do something wrong, in the church, mm-hmm. it can get ugly very quickly. Thankfully, our church is is very loving and kind, but mm-hmm. there has been many years where I had to learn to not take on other people's stuff, you know, and not take on the burden of other people's issues and, yeah. and hurts, you know, because they come in with hurts and I come mm-hmm. in with hurts and we just are trying to love Jesus through this, you know? And so that was something that was a step-by-step process of every day saying, okay, Lord, I'm taking up my cross, not other people's. Like it's not, it's not my, it's not my job to carry their cross, you know? And I'm saying today I'm picking up my cross and I want to serve you. And I choose today to believe that you have called me, you've loved me, you've chosen me, you're you've redeemed me, you have a plan for me, all these things, right? And speaking those things out. Now, there literally is times when I don't do those things and I let time go by and I don't root myself in his word. And, you know, that is when I start to see, oh, I've now isolated myself from people because I'm totally feeling down about myself and anxiety is like rising up inside of me because the enemy is like, mm-hmm all the bad things, all the bad things, all, you know, because he knows I'm walking in a different victory now because I have realized that I am a daughter of the King of Kings. And when, Mm -hmm. when we come to that realization, the first thing he's going to try to do is break down who we are. Mm -hmm. And because he doesn't want us walking in that victory. He doesn't want us walking in the fact that we're daughters and freedom and purpose and, and not having to work towards it because when we're working towards it, when we're in performance mode, we're distracted from what the real deal is. The real deal is relationship with Lord. The real deal is just having relationship with him and just resting in that resting Mm -hmm. in his promises, his goodness, not having to achieve all these things. We just get to rest in him and then see what happens, see where God takes us. Because when we rest in him, he like opens these huge doors for us Mm -hmm. that we could never work towards, right? Mm -hmm. We could never, he heals situations that we could never heal ourselves. We could never work it out ourselves. He, he mends things that we can never mend. He brings forgiveness where we can never do it. Right. Where we Mm -hmm. try our hardest to make all these things happen. Mm -hmm. But when we just rest in him and say, okay, God, take it to my cross surrendering to you, believing that you say all these things about me today. What do you have for me? 
but seriously, it is. And I think a hard place is knowing what it looks like to rest in those promises and walk it out because in such a hustle culture, we feel like resting equals not doing anything. Right. And a lot of the time, um, I actually read up a prophetic word from Nate and Christy Johnston the other evening, and they were talking about, um, you know, how resting isn't not moving. It's making room for God to move through us. However, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, that is a key right there of just, okay, here's my schedule. Here's my plan. But Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm just saying, however, I need to move my schedule, move Mm -hmm. freely to be able to be used by you, to be moved by you. And for me, the last couple of weeks, that's looked like moving my schedule around, moving appointments around, however necessary, or, you know, one morning I'll wake up and I just really feel this hunger and this desire to just sit with my father. And before, Mm. when I was walking in that performance-based mindset, I would be like, "I, I can't afford to do that because if I can't, if I can't, work or if I don't do this, then people aren't going to X, Y, Z. And God's like, I'm so much more important than people, you know, (laughs) but it's just this healing process of walking through that. And everybody's resting and and God's promises look, looks different. But to me personally, it comes down to being yielded to the Holy spirit, being Mm. yielded yeah. and surrendered at every moment of every, of every day. And just that yeah. willingness to move. Um, well, cause so, we're, I was going to say with the hustle culture, we have to remember we're in the world, not of the world. That's yes. what I always think about with hustle culture. Like we cannot submit ourselves to the world's culture mm-hmm. and it yeah. sounds like easier said than done. But again, like you said, and I say this, I say that a lot. So funny it, we make it so difficult. We make it seem like it's a really hard thing, but it's really about surrendering and submitting to the Lord every day, mm-hmm. our day, and mm-hmm. just believing that and trusting in him that he has got it. Yeah. He's got it. And when we partner with him, that's it. Like just surrendering to him and partnering with him and saying, God, whatever you have for me today, I'm going to surrender it to you. This is, it's just so interesting how there's so much tied up in just this performance-based mindset and how many areas it can affect, you know, because when I, when I really started walking in this identity of God's child and what that looked like, I noticed that I began to struggle with my identity concerning business because I'm Mm. like, oh, well, I'm supposed to rest or I'm supposed to do this hustle culture is bad, you know, and it's like, no, let's go back to a balance here. It's moving and surrendering and yielding. And it looks like some days or some weeks, you're going to be full steam ahead. Some seasons you're going to be moving, grooving, grooving, but then there's Mm going to be some seasons where you're going to feel that automatic shift where it's a wait and sit with me. And Mm -hmm. both seasons are just fine because you're being yielded. Anyway, I just, I did have to put that out there because that was a huge thing for me of just, oh, well then it's bad to work. No, God ordained work. Like he put Adam and Eve in the garden to work it. Like work is good, but we make it an idol a lot of times because we're unwilling to surrender and move and see. And then we're always wanting to do a new thing. And we're anyway, 
Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting off. I'm getting off on a tangent, but anyway. Um, so what are some signs someone might be walking in performance based obedience? I just wrote this down because I was kind of going what you said, but this might answer your question a little bit. It's what are you wrapped up? What is your identity wrapped up in? Um, I think sometimes it's funny or what was that movie that just came out? The Kendrick brothers, they have, um, all their movies, the Christian movies. I think it's Mm -hmm. overcomer. Yeah. Um, what did he say? Anyway, I'm going to quote it wrong, but when, when we, when we are asked who we are, what do we say? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times where our, our identity is wrapped in, I'm a mom, I'm a business owner. I'm a, I'm a wife. I, you know, I do this or I do that. And I'm a Christian, you know, this thing and that, but it's like, if we, if we just really think about it and we're really answering it, we should just say, I'm a daughter of the King. Mm-hmm. Like that should be the first thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But we think about all the things that we are here and that wraps us up in performance because yes. we're, we are our identity is wrapped up in that. And that is why a lot of people have a hard time when something like that gets stripped away. When divorce happens or your business falls apart, or, you know, you can't have children, you know, those types of things, those are hard, hard situations. But when we are wrapping ourselves, or you can't get married. I know a lot of people that struggle with that. Like they are wanting a husband so bad, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you wrap yourself into, I want to be a wife, that's my, that's who I am. I need to be a wife mm-hmm. or I need to own a business. Like this, God's called me to this. It's, it's my purpose, you know? Well, no, our purpose is to love the Lord with all our heart, right? Mm-hmm. Our purpose is to serve him. Our purpose is our relationship with him. We were he created here to worship him and serve him and share him with others. Like mm-hmm. that is our purpose. Now he gives us other things to work on and he gives us passions and our hearts and he knows the heart's desire and he wants to give us more gifts, but we cannot be wrapped up in those things. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, I think the number one thing is when you start seeing things get stripped away out of your life, what does that do to you? Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that? And if you respond depending on how you respond to that is going to tell you where you're at performance performance wise or achieving wise in your life, because it really should just be about serving the Lord. You uh, pretty much just gave a synopsis of my second book and you did so good. I'm just like, Hey guys, guess what? Here's introducing (laughs) my second book (laughs) because it's so true. I mean, our identity is not what we do. Mm-hmm. What we do flows from that solid foundation of I'm God's child. Right. And however I walk that out, whether that's I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a business owner, I'm a, you know, this, we are able to be effective in what we do because of whose we are. Right. It's just that. Yeah. I <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Introducing book number two. <laughs> I love it. I just, I love how he's just confirming this, this move into Mm -hmm. identity and what that looks like. We've uncovered this a little bit and we've talked about it a lot, but I do kind of want to just put this all into one area. What is the difference between obedience out of performance 
and obedience out of love. I think it's um, relationship or no relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're obedient out of performance, there's you're not understanding who God is. You're just not, you don't know him. You don't know who he is because you're just, it, it goes down to the rules of what your church has said, or the rules that you feel like you have to follow to make him happy, which is not who he is. Like if you actually dive into God's word and understand who he is, you won't, this won't be confusing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when you're, when you're obedient out of love, you have relationship with him, just like any other thing, you know, it's like, the verse people don't like submitting to your wives, submitting to your husbands. The reason we submit to our husbands and it, it goes on to tell the men what to do also, but the reason we're fine with submitting to our husbands is because we love them. Yeah. We want to honor them. Mm-hmm. We, and they want to honor us, you know, in their way too. There's relationship there. Mm-hmm. It's just like any other relationship. When we have a best friend or our children or whatever relate or our parents or whatever, we want to obey them or take care of them or whatever it is because we love them. Mm-hmm. We have relationship with them and there is trust built there. And so I think th- the difference is relationship. Mm-hmm. I would say a motivating factor for me in performance was also fear. Hmm. If yeah, I didn't true. do this, then this is what would happen. And that is so true that that relationship, that desire of, I love him so much that, you know, his word says this and as he's working and moving and growing and transforming and sanctifying me, my, my reaction is one that lines up with scripture because I know who he is. I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know his character and I desire to be obedient to him. Um, and that is, that's it. That's a key thing there. Like you said, it's relationship versus no relationship. And it's not a matter of whether or not, you know, Jesus, it's not a matter of salvation. It's a matter of religion. And I, this is so cliche. It really is, but it is so true. It's a matter of religion based on laws and performance and whatever right. else versus relationship out mm-hmm. of I'm doing this because I'm not, I don't, I know, I mean, I'm not obligated. We're not obligated to do any of it. We don't have to obey him, but we obey him because we love him and we choose right. to, we know that character. We know how, we know who he is. We have that relationship with him um, because he, yeah, ultimately, obviously he gives us a choice. And it comes down to, you know, having experience with him mm-hmm. too, you know, it's not, you, you can always learn so much out of reading God's word because there has to be trust that's built in, in relationship. And so that means spending time with him. That means sometimes doing what you were saying earlier and seeing what happens Mm -hmm. when you do something, but don't repent right away, you know, seeing what happens there and allowing him to build that trust in your life and that relationship that's built there too. I was going to say about the fear thing. That was something that was so huge in my life that I had to literally break off because, and I believe that is like one of the number one tactics of the enemy in general. And we're on all time high of fear in the world right now. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The amount of fear out there, but, um, fear can literally paralyze you Mm -hmm. if you're not careful. And they're absolutely 
performance comes from being afraid of what God's going to do to you or afraid of what other people are going to do to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and my encouragement there is there is healing available. And when we speak scripture out, I say it from myself because I literally used to be paralyzed with fear in, in like weird ways. And I, I literally have been healed from that because I used scripture to combat that I started speaking scripture. And so my encouragement in fear is don't let the enemy trap you in those things and don't allow fear to take over because when we trust in the Lord, again, it comes back to trusting in him, knowing who he is, believing his word, speaking it out because we have the power to do that and using that to break that down because there's so much freedom. Oh my goodness. There's so much freedom that can happen when we release the fear and we trust fully in God and all that he has. So there's man, we could just like keep going and take different directions (laughs) and have so many conversations about it. Um, but for those who have found themselves, you know, maybe have listened to this podcast and are like, oh, I've dealt with some of those things, or I'm dealing with some of those things. Um, how can those who have found themselves in this performance-based mindset break out of it? And I know you said one of them, you know, of just get to know the Lord, but what are some practical steps for them to be able to, to take that journey of breaking out of the performance-based mindset? I, one of the things I think is so important is community, um, getting plugged into a church and finding people that can help you because community is so important. God calls us to be in community. We were built to be in community and to support each other and walk life out with each other. Um, that's another thing that is being stripped away from our culture right now. We're being separated because of social media. We're being separated because of illnesses. We're being separated, all these things. And it's a tactic because there is so much strength in numbers. There's strength in numbers. And when we commune together and when we build each other up, mm-hmm. it's next level. It just is next level. There's a reason why two or three or more are gathered, right? Thank <laughs> God moves and hears us. So my first thing would be to find community and find someone that can a mentor or, you know, other, other women or men, whoever's listening in your area that can help you with this, um, and grow in that. Um, and then I would also, and then I, the next step would be to start researching the area that you feel like, I guess I should say, ask Holy spirit because he's our guide. He's here to help us. And so be praying and uh, literally saying, Holy spirit, I feel like I'm in a a place of performance and I don't want to be that way anymore. What are the places that I'm performing in? And it's causing me a hindrance in our relationship. Where, where is that happening? And I'm telling you, he will reveal it to you and just be open to whatever it is that he has to say. Cause sometimes we don't want to hear what, Mm -hmm. what is being said. Um, so be open to that and then start researching it in what scripture that talks, um, against whatever that is, you know, like for instance, the fear thing, find the scripture in, find the scripture that you can combat fear with or 
find the scripture that, you know, helps you combat the enemy's lies against your identity or whatever it is that you feel like you're, you're always kind of working towards. Maybe you, you know, are too working too much in your church and you feel like, Oh, I'm the best Christian ever because I, I work at my church and I, I volunteer there all the time and I do all the things, you know? Um, but then you go out the next day and you're mixed up in things that you shouldn't, you know, let, let Holy spirit awaken your heart to the things that are keeping you in that place. And then dive into God's word and ask him, Lord, help me free me from this. And yeah. And then, and then bring that to your community back to community and share what you're learning and ask for accountability and ask for, you know, prayer from your community, because again, it comes down to that. So those are practical things, I think. (laughs) Awesome. Angela, how can my listeners connect with you? So, um, they can find me my, I have a podcast called the kingdom daughters. Um, and so you can find me on there. You can go to the and there is a link to my podcast. There's a link to, um, I have a free Facebook group. That's just for encouraging women in this area. Um, sorry, this is a women only group. If men are listening, <laughs> the group is only for women. Um, the podcast, anyone can listen to, but the group is a community for women to grow and learn in their identity and just kind of build each other. So, um, and then I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram only for entertainment purposes. It's just really fun. So you can connect with me on there if you want. And, um, it's at Mrs. Angela Pitnikoff. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me guys. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share with a friend, tag me on social media, leave a review, all the things.